Right, certainly, but how many hours? She limped from the cell, stretching in the corridor, clammy and dark. More screaming sounded out from deeper inside the jail. She glanced at the madwoman's door. It was unjust to strike her as you did. The guard stared. From what the lads say, you're as handy with your fist as I am. Smacked old Dickin right in the mouth, teeth everywhere, that's why I hear. She straightened up pulling straw from the ringlets of her hair. There was a, a disagreement. But teeth, you exaggerate. Imagine. The guard shook his head. A woman striking a tower guard as bold as that. Now you coming? He set off down the corridor, Mercia following as quickly as she could. As they turned a corner, she looked back, struck by an unexpected sympathy. What will happen to her? To that woman? Oh, Margie, the guard seemed surprised to be asked. She's been here near twenty years. She don't even know the old king is killed or that Cromwell is being gone. He laughed. Oh, I think she'll be here forever. They arrived at a large wooden gate. Three more guards, perching around an oval table, broke off their dice game to stare as she passed, but she ignored the leers. Emerging into chill dawn, the heavy gate clanged shut behind her, releasing her into the dank London air. Despite the subdued light, she screwed up her eyes, squinting. Her brown skirt was crumpled, the damp straw of the prison floor obscuring its crisscrossed pattern. Bending down to brush it off, a hand on her shoulder made her jump. I'm sorry. A tall man in a wide-brimmed hat stood before her, his dark eyes radiating concern. He held out a woolly cloak and wrapped her in its warmth before pulling his own firmly around him, covering the scar that protruded from under the simple neck frills of his shirt. Are you unharmed? he asked. The furrows of his lightly stubbled face betrayed his worry. I went to your uncle at once, but they refused to do anything until morning. She grabbed his arm. Nathan, is there time? She looked at the sky, assessing the amount of light. I think there must be. Please tell me there is. There is, but we must go now. She felt her heart beat faster. Then come. I need to see him before he dies. The carriage trundled slowly down the London streets. Impatient, she craned her head through the window, silently cursing every lumbering cart, every rambling peddler, every early-to-rise housewife who got in their way. She realised she was gripping the edge of her seat, and as she pulled her hands away, she noticed a stained news pamphlet on the floor, discarded by a previous passenger. A grisly image of a man carrying his own severed head was emblazoned on one side. She snatched it up, to read a sort of verse on the rear. Good Sir Roland Goodridge knew where his deeds against the king would lead him. Now his head will be docked for a stew, and they'll send it to Charles to please him. She tore up the paper and threw it onto the street. Why didn't they let me see him, Nat? I lost my temper, I know, but they would have prevented it anyway. She ran her hand over her face, remembering where she'd spent the night. She sat up straight. God's truth, how do I look? Tis a blessing this cloak covers me well. You look fine. Nathan's lips curled into a tentative smile. 
Curls, top knot, all still in place. No straw anywhere. Dirt. Your hair is as brown as mine. He licked his finger, rubbing a couple of specks from her cheek. All gone. They lapsed into silence as the carriage jolted down the cobbled streets. Soon the shaking stopped, and she looked out of the window to see a row of similar carriages stuck one behind the other, not moving. Shall I drop you here by the dolphin? The driver shouted back. I don't think I can get any closer. Too many people up the hill. I wish I could go myself, but the horses, you know. Covering her head with her hood, Mercia flung open the door and jumped out, oblivious to the rowdy group of blue-aproned apprentices who were forced to duck aside. The teenagers swore at her, but she took no notice. On the roadside, Nathan slapped a silver shilling into the driver's outstretched hand, and the cab...